Welcome to the Life Church STL podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope this message encourages and inspires you. Thanks for listening and enjoy today's message. Um, just as Pastor Matt spoke about when he was leading us in communion, I um, want to speak in, and uh, talk about the Holy Spirit. And when Pastor Matt said, um, you know, that Jesus died, that He was here, that He came, that He bled, and was bruised and beaten for us, and He said, I'm going to send you a helper. I'm going to send you the Spirit to be your helper. And to me, many times that word, it kind of, it kind of, gets me because you know what you know what I think of is I think I think of how my kids many times think that Tori and I are their helpers you know like we should be just so blessed with their presence on the earth that we should do all these things for them I mean I, mean, I might be exaggerating a little bit so don't get mad at me, kids. But, um, you know, it's like, and we talk to our kids about, like, we don't want them to be entitled and feel like they deserve something. And, and as I was growing up, I had to deal with those certain things. I mean, I think as a kid, you kind of feel like, come on, somebody do something for me. I just, you know, make my bed. Like, that's your bed. You can make it, you know, like do, you know, give me water get your own water, you know, all these, it just whatever. And, and, but I relate that to how so many times I feel like we have that same mentality with the Spirit of God. Like, how do we come to Him? And I want to read this scripture in Galatians. They're not going to have it up there, but in Galatians 22, it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against these, there's not a law. There's not a law against these. And those who are in Christ, or who are Christ, have been crucified, have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. And... We see these um, products of or what comes from the Spirit, right? The fruit of the Spirit, what comes from, what is born in our lives because of the Spirit, that, that we want those things in our lives. And even beyond that, you know, we, we ask God, oh, will you move and do this in my life? Will you strengthen me? Will you encourage me? Will you, you know, do all these things? And we're coming, you know, like, you should be blessed with my presence here and just do all these things for me. And I think we get, you know, like with my kids, my relationship with my kids is not based on what I do for them, or the gifts that we will give them because we love them. Or that we provide for them or support them 
or make sure they're healthy and whole and, and protected, right? We, have, we do all those things for our kids. But the relationship isn't about the, the product or what happens, the fruit of that. The relationship is, a, is about who we are. And that we love each other, right? And so I want, to be ta- I want to talk about being led by the Spirit, but I think I, I just have to get this out of the way that those things come. But we think about like, God, I want this to be happening in my life. I want you to do this. And I mean, I mean, think about if we just come to Him and have that relationship and are led by the, right? this verse. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. And he, he's making this point. He's like, look, if, if you have come to know Christ, then you trust, you have faith, you believe, you have received Him. And made that statement of faith. He's like, then if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. What he's saying is, you, you are because you came to Christ. Now the Spirit of God. He sent that Spirit, the Helper, to be with us, to be our comforter, our helper. Yes. But are we living in the Spirit by walking in the Spirit? Are we walking with Him? Are we walking in that relationship with Him like we should, or are we just coming sometimes to ask Him to do something? And I say this, I, I mean, because I've walked through so many different seasons where I feel like I've, I've been this way, and it's our tendency to get this way as humans where we just want things, want things to happen or whatever. But that's not how God created us to live or how our relationship would be with Him. So in Galatians 5, verse 16, it says, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. So I want to talk about this just a little bit and try to break this down. He says, Walk in the Spirit, and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. If you're walking with the Spirit and you're allowing that Spirit to lead you, the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you and to walk with Him, then those lusts of the flesh will not be an issue. Those fleshly desires, those things that, that could be just like what I want to do or worse, 
those sinful desires. But it's interesting because he says, for the lust of the for the flesh lust against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. Now, this word here that it uses, lust, of course, is like this desire, right? But in that definition, whenever you look at this word, that first part of it is to turn upon or against. So what he's saying here is, is not that if you walk in the flesh, you're just walking away from the Spirit, but it's kind of still there, you know, my Spirit's still kind of working and, and, and doing things, but I'm kind of walking in the flesh right now. Or I'm walking with the Spirit, but the flesh is, you know, still kind of there and just doing its thing. No, what this means is that if you walk in the flesh, the flesh turns against the Spirit to dominate and crush the Spirit of God within you. And if you walk in the Spirit, the Spirit of God in you, working in your spirit, turns against the flesh to dominate and to crush and defeat the flesh in you. Oh, I see, I didn't really see this this way really before as I was studying this and I was like, oh, come on now. You know, we don't fight against the sin by being real strong and tough or the flesh or our desires just kind of like doing what I, you know, seeking my own stuff, what I want to do. Or those sinful things. We, we don't defeat those by being really strong and, and, and coming against them. And we also don't Defeat those and win that war by just saying, oh God, lead me off in a different direction. We defeat those things when we come in and have that right, that walk, that relationship with the Spirit, and then the Spirit of God in us goes and tramples on. It's not me. I'm just doing what He says, you know? That, that relationship, that being led by, is the defeat of those things within us. I've tried too many times in my own willpower and strength to stop doing things that I shouldn't do, whatever it is. I mean, there's so many things. You can claim it, whether it's bad or just got a little bad, you know, my speeding or whatever. All these, it doesn't matter. You know, the getting angry, the temper, the, the whatever it is, you know, by just like, I'm going to get strong and do this and I'm, this is not going to happen again. <laughs> yeah, for a couple of minutes, you know. And then when we talk about these fruit of this, the love, the joy, peace, the patience, gentleness, you know, these things. Oh, yeah, God, I, I, want, I want those things. Give me those. I want to walk in that. I, I want to walk in those ways to be loving and peaceful and have that joy. I, I need that joy right now. God, just give me that. 
that's the way that I want to walk. And he says, you don't walk in them, you walk in me. You, you don't just kind of like, I give you that, that joy in that moment. No, I give you more of myself, he says. Hey, he, he's like, the Spirit is with you to help you in that. But when you walk with me, then there is fruit that comes out of that walk with me that changes those things in your life. You know, I, I just I think about when, when we, you know, I've done this so many times. And I think I've even talked about how, you know, like earlier on, you know, me just talking to my dad about, like, I just want God to give me the, the direction and tell me, you know, what I'm supposed to do. Can he just, you know, I want him to lead me and tell me all the stuff that he, that he wants me to do. And how many times, you know, I feel like so many times we're, we're like, all right, Holy Spirit, tell me which pants to wear this morning. I need to be led by you. Tell me which coffee I need. What's going to be the best for today? You know, God, tell, tell me what, what to eat. And we're asking him all these trivial questions, you know, to, to you know, just be, be my, you know, just this, this, this guy talking to me, telling me everything to do. I've been there, done it. You know, and we, we want that so much. I mean, you know, you can be as, as strong and independent as possible, but it's still good sometimes, even a lot of times, to just have somebody tell you how to do it so you don't have to figure it out yourself. But that's not what this is. Like if I, if I asked God and he told me all the different steps years ago to get to where I am with him now and what he's asking me to do, first of all, it would have been volumes and volumes of him telling me what to do, right? But second of all, I don't know that I would have been able to really Dive in there and follow that. We want to do that so that we can now do it with our own actions and our own strength. Can you just tell me so that then I can do it? But he said, no, I want you to walk with me. I want you to talk with me. And I will tell you, you know, I don't see in the, in the Bible very much where God is, is laying out a plan and telling somebody, this is where you go, and then he did, but this is what I want you to do, and here's what's going to happen. Most of the time, they are going, being who they're supposed to be in Christ, and doing work for him, and he is speaking and leading them on the way. Go, and I will tell you then where I want you to go. Which way do I head? I don't know, just head that way. 
right? Like, God, what this job, and I'm not saying God won't tell you which job to take or what's right. What I'm saying is, too many times we won't take the step without him saying something. He says, I want you to take the step and then I'm going to say something. I'm going to lead you along the way in my life. I haven't had a whole lot of God speaking these directives to me. What I've had is I turn to a direction and I feel really sick to my stomach. This, I'm pretty sure, I've come to realize, it took a while, but I've come to realize, oh man, I think this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Oh, you, you know, almost like a physical sick to my stomach. Like, I, something's wrong. I'm not, I'm not really feeling well. What happened? Well, nothing besides I've just said that this is what I think that we should do. And now I'm feeling so uneasy and so not right. But then taking those steps sometimes and many times and, and stepping out in something, saying, I believe this is what God has called me to do. Because hmm, just stepping in that direction and feeling the presence of God, giving peace. Like, I, I don't understand. Some of the simplest things have been the hardest and the most, like, making me sick to my stomach. And some of the hardest things have been some of the easiest. You know, like, I don't understand. Why does it feel this thing should have been so difficult to walk through? He's like, but that's the way that I wanted you to go. And I told you I was going to be with you. And I told you I was going to strengthen you and guide you and teach you. That's where I wanted you to be. Yes, I mean, look, it's not, it's not that there weren't difficult things, but it's like, it was so much harder to do this simple thing that, but because it wasn't what God wanted me to do. In Romans 8.13, it says, Therefore, brethren, We are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffered or suffer with Him, that we may also be glorified together. So many things in this, and I'm going to try to go through many of them. But first of all, when he says, therefore, brethren, we are debtors. 
but not to the flesh. That, that really comes against that, that whole mindset of being entitled. Because in one way or another, we have a debt that's out. And it's either to the flesh that's asking for payment, or it's to God. And, and it's a totally different debt. It says, we are debtors, but not to the flesh. What we owe is our lives, who we are, to the God who created us, to the God who saved us, to the one who sustained us, to the one who came and became like us to die for us so that we could come into this relationship with him. But that burden is not heavy. In verse 13, it says, For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, and you will live. You kill sin or it will be killing you, is basically what this Scripture says. And of course, like I said before, it's not you. It's the Holy Spirit in you leading you to turn toward to defeat those things that have been holding that have been holding on but kill sin or to be killing you and of course all emphasis in this right i don't know if you you grasp this in this scripture but it says for if you live according to the flesh you will die but if by the spirit by the spirit is the major emphasis on this statement. But if by the Spirit, but if you live walking in and led by the Spirit, then you will live. Then there is life. Then there is walking with God and not experiencing that death of who we are and, and what He wants for us and from us. But we see life in living with the Spirit. By the Spirit doesn't mean that the Spirit is a tool to be used or a weapon that we wield. See, because that's, you know, like, Ooh, by the Spirit, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chop up some sin. I'm going to, you know, it's going to get done. I'm going to take the Spirit and whip up everybody, you know. Like, I feel like so many times, it's like, that's, I mean, that's what I want to do. You know, I'm going to grab the Spirit, you know, by the hand and just swing him around like a cartoon, you know. And, ooh. The Holy Spirit is not a tool. The Holy Spirit is a person.
It's not something to be used, a person to have relationship with. See, we're, we're in His hands, not Him in ours. Right? I, that whole analogy I just said about, you know, grabbing him by the hand and swinging him around. No, that's us. It's Him grabbing us by the hand and swinging us around. He's the one. He does the work in us and through us. In verse 14, Romans 8, 14, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons. So, see, there's just something I think that we need to get. See, there's so, there's so many gifts, fruit, Things that will happen in our life because of the relationship. But so much, there's so, so much emphasis put on the things and not the person. The things come from the person. But if we don't have the relationship and, and that, that closeness, Allowing the Spirit to do what He needs to do in our lives and just coming and allowing Him to love on us and, and change us and work in us. Then we can experience maybe one of those things, but it's fleeting. Coming just to, just to feel something. I need to go to church. I just need to feel something. You... You should. You should feel the presence of God. You should feel the anointing and God coming that the Spirit would move and bring healing and restoration. You should feel that. It might feel even like a tingle. You might start to shake. I don't know. You're going to feel stuff. But if we seek after the feeling, we're missing the whole point. Because that comes from the relationship. And if not, we're getting it falsely from somebody else. I, I came to get this from this person. It's not the person that has those things. It's the Holy Spirit. And guess what? Your life can be lived in those moments instead of coming to get them every once in a while. It's like, it's like that, <laughs> you know, this Holy Spirit's like a snack machine, you know? Put a little money in, Get a little snack, feel a little good for just a little while, but it's not really lasting. 
this might tide me over for a little while. But that's not who he is. He's no snack machine. He's no vending machine. That you just come every once in a while and just get something to tide you over. No. I mean, think... Would we think that way about our family, about our parents? I, I actually come home every once in a while just so I can get, you know, something. They give me a little money. They get, you know, help me, help me do this or that. That's not how we treat our family, our parents. Just trying to get something? Why would we treat God that way? Why, why, would I, why would I come and, and, and just ask in these moments of need or want to, for, for Him to do something in my life, but then the rest of the time just be like, yeah, I'm good, but I'm going to come back when I need something. That's not relationship. That's not how He's created us. But in the scripture in Romans 8, 14, it says, for as many as are led by the Spirit, these are sons. Sons. It's not just this, like, God's like this really nice boss that I have, you know? Treats me really well, sometimes gives me things. Do we understand? And again, I've been talking about family a lot. Do we understand that we are sons and daughters? That we've been adopted, that we've been brought into this family of God. That yes, we are heirs to all that He has, right? That He says, I, I give you everything that I have, but it's not about what he's giving you, it's about, I mean, the whole, <laughs> it's about the relationship. And you know, whenever, back in the day, when, when these scriptures were written, that <clears throat> families would adopt whenever they weren't able to have a baby, which of course I know there's a lot what happens in this day too. But there was so much more emphasis on on the family lineage and the name being passed on and who they were and, and, and what they had being passed on for generations and generations, that, that there was more of this emphasis on, on being adopted and, and saying, this is not something different than if I had a son of my own. No, they adopted and said, this is my son. This is the one that is going to carry on my name. That's going to take my family history and lineage and continue it on further. That it's going to, this, this one that I've adopted, they're going to carry that. And everything that I am, I've placed in them. 
Everything that I have, I give to them. Do we, do we feel that way about being adopted into the family of God? Too many, too many times I feel like we've, we've, we hold on to those things and don't understand that that's the old life and it's passed away. That we are a son and a daughter. That we are His. Wow. Thanks for listening today. We pray this message encourages you. If you have any questions or you'd like to learn more about us as a church, you can always visit us online by going to lifechurchstl.com.